So I'm just beginning to think of this idea and I'm going to do um, a little bit of a little bit of introduction to it. Uh, but um, with the caveat that I've just begun to think about this this topic, but um, I'm going to talk about how Bitcoin Bitcoiners view, you know, the Bitcoin blockchain as the most decentralized uh, blockchain in existence. They often throw shade at altcoins, calling them centralized, right? But what is what are what do we see the Bitcoiners doing? They keep talking about layer one, layer two. What is layer one? This is the base layer of Bitcoin. Now to scale Bitcoin, they need to create layer twos, which basically layer twos are a way for them to scale Bitcoin because Bitcoin sucks, right? Bitcoin can't scale. Um, uh, it's limited. Um, basically blocks are limited in size. So you can't put so many transactions in there. And even if they, they could, they don't really want to because, um, I guess there's large fees, right? So for, for small transactions of Bitcoin, it doesn't make sense, uh, because you'd be overpaying in fees. Well, so what are they going to do? Um, also it sucks to, tr to move money in Bitcoin because blocks are only created every 10 minutes and you need to wait like six blocks, right? For your transaction to be confirmed or, or, you know, make sure it goes through. <laughs> so what's going on here? The Bitcoiners are constantly talking about layer two solutions. Lightning Network has been a buzzword. Um, Lightning has been around for a while, uh, but it was kind of just drifting around. Nobody was talking about it. And all of a sudden, about a year, year ago, year and a half ago, Lightning Network started to come on the scene in a big, big way. Um, there's been lots of money thrown in the Lightning Network. There's been lots of companies that have built around, um, you know, like Strike is using, supposedly using Lightning Network. Uh, there's, there's developers now just focusing on lightning Bitcoin. And I've been trying to figure out what lightning is, right? It's, it's this layer two. And what it is, is they lock up Bitcoin. And, um, the idea is you lock up your Bitcoin and you create these transactions to send money to someone, but the, you basically send someone a transaction, but you, it never gets confirmed on the blockchain. Um, so it's this weird protocol that is, Technically, I guess using Bitcoin, it's built on top of Bitcoin, but it's not the same as Bitcoin because, um, in Bitcoin, right, you have these transactions that get published to the blockchain. Well, in Lightning, nothing is ever published. So, and these, these transactions are also private, right? With Bitcoin, the blockchain, I think everything is public. But okay, I want to point out the hypocrisy of the Bitcoiners here. They think that Bitcoin is this decentralized thing, right? And they often will, will criticize other altcoins that are, say, like a token that's been launched on Ethereum. They'll say, well, Ethereum itself might be somewhat decentralized, um, but then uh, Tether, right, this centralized entity will create a ERC-20 token called Tether, and launch it on top of Ethereum, right? It's a smart, smart, smart contract that exists on this blockchain called Ethereum. And this thing is centrally controlled. So this regulatory arbitrage that like a centralized tether is able to take advantage of because they're able to basically publish their, their code or their token on a decentralized rail, right? So they don't necessarily control, they leave the transactions up to the, um, Ethereum miners. 
Um, but they do very much control the code, this, the smart contract that controls Tether. They very much control this code. And this is ultimately what matters. So they're a centralized actor just pretending like they, they, um, maybe are, are decentralized in certain ways. And, and this gives them some kind of legal arbitrage opportunity. So the Bitcoiners are right, are, are justly, they're right to criticize tokens, right? That exist on Ethereum that are centralized. Um, because these things are definitely not decentralized in the traditional, traditional way. Um, um, so, so what though are the Bitcoiners trying to do? They're trying to invent their own layer two solution to scale. And l- this layer two solution, uh, depends on, um, it depends on them also centralizing. And what does that mean? It means that they need to, uh, put Bitcoin, um, get people to put their Bitcoin in a corner, lock it up, usually in some kind of multi-sig arrangement, right? And then, uh, create these, these transactions, basically this code that says you'll send it to whoever, right? And what is, what is, what is this? I mean, if you're, if you're basing your layer two, so there's layers. This concept of a layer two has to exist on top, top of a layer one means that you have to use Bitcoin somehow. Right. What are you doing with the Bitcoin? They're locking it up. Right. They're backing another token with it. Right. They're trying to um, put Bitcoin in the corner, lock it up and then move something else. Right. That's on top of this that represents the underlying Bitcoin. And they think they can get away with this and not be a custodian. Right. They think that if you lock up Bitcoin and this sort of backs up these transactions or this other issuance of tokens that they want to issue, um, then they think that they're not custodial, but why, right? If you have a multi-sig wallet where a lot of different people, say, let's say 10 people have a key or maybe five people, is that really decentralized, right? Or, or would you consider that group of people a custodian? Because I guarantee you, if there's something like it, like, like a multi-sig, um, wallet and Coinbase, they probably have multiple people that have the keys, like maybe five, maybe 10, who knows how many, right? But that would still be considered custodial because Coinbase had complete control because you have different employees of Coinbase that probably interact, right? That that have each a key. Uh, But that doesn't mean that this decentralized just because you have multiple people at Coinbase holding a piece of this key, right? Holding one of however many keys they, they have, that doesn't mean it's decentralized. So, um, just, so if Coinbase can't, can't say that they're decentralized custodians, then, you know, the Bitcoiners that are doing this outside of a financial institution also can't say that they are decentralized, right? So if you're creating some kind of layer two solution with a multi-sig of Bitcoin, where there's one of five and you don't know who these people are, um, these, these are custodians because you're giving them the keys, right? So, this is not a decentralized option. This is just a multi-sig custodial option. Um, and this is centralized. And this, when you have a custodian, they have certain uh, rights, right? They have certain responsibilities um, that they that they have to adhere to. And, and whoever is giving them the Bitcoin to lock up, essentially giving them the trust, right, to to hold these these private keys that control these this Bitcoin. And then they're issuing them another asset or they're issuing them some kind of transaction that says you can, you know, do something. 
with this this new new thing that is basically backed by this Bitcoin that's been locked up that they control the keys to. Uh, this isn't this is no longer decentralized. Um, so to the Bitcoiners mind, probably two people is decentralized. Right. Is it just more than one? How many multi-sigs, how many multi-sig, um, uh, you know, people need to be involved for something to be considered a, a decentralized custodian? Like, I really want to know the answer to this question. Um, you know, so the problem is, is that they can't get around this. They, they need to put Bitcoin in the corner and lock it up and create some, some abstraction around this to scale Bitcoin. And that's, that is like the only thing these people have ever come up with. Um, they've, they're, they're very creative. Yes. But they, I think that they know they can't figure out any other way. They need to use Bitcoin as this quote unquote base layer. Right. And now they're going to have to centralize. They're going to have to start trusting people and they're going to have to figure out how to do custodial Bitcoin. And they want to figure out how they can pretend like it's still decentralized, even though, you know, there's like five people that hold these keys. So, uh, what is their solution going to be? Are they going to just keep pretending that they're, they're decentralized when really all Bitcoin layer twos are just centralizing? There's this trust models, um, on top of these, on top of Bitcoin. Um, you know, and, and, and so they're criticizing other tokens for being centralized, yet they're creating all these kinds of centralized layer two solutions that, 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 basically make Bitcoin usable, right? Because they say it's unusable. Layer one is just shit, right? It's, it sucks, so they can't use it. Uh, so I guess I guess um, they're having to, to learn the hard way that, you know, decentralization isn't really great <laughs> when you want to scale. So they're, they're having to create all these centralized um, layer two solutions. Um, so it's just an admission that they don't even believe in decentralization anymore. They don't even believe in their own product. They... they so they pretend like they're still decentralized because they can pretend like Bitcoin is still decentralized, but no one wants to use Bitcoin because it sucks and it can't scale. So uh, their layer two solutions are all centralized um, custodial models that they've come up with so far. Uh, we'll see what, what they come up with next. Uh, but it's just interesting to think about how they they throw a lot of like crap towards other other more centralized tokens, yet they are centralizing themselves.